All right, welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We are bringing you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. The submarine has emerged, and <laughs> Michigan football has come out from the depths. Yeah, and they have been out with the media actually today is the first day uh unfortunately i got pretty slammed with things with work and family so my uh time doing research on everything that uh transpired today is a little limited but uh before we actually get into the michigan football talk well other michigan football talk i guess craig have you been watching the preseason much i have yeah and i'll watch anything with football so you know, pretty much NFL's looking pretty good. I mean, if you're a fantasy football fan, you got to watch a preseason. It's kind of like a must because you never know. You know, you're you know, Caleb. Even our fans don't know. Caleb and I are involved. You know, I'm one of the managers as far as this fantasy football. It's a dynasty league, and if you don't know what a dynasty league is, it's a league where you just you you kind of build your team year after year, and it grows and grows and and try to win and you do well and you look toward the future of growing your team and the fact you got to watch these preseason and make sure that you want to get guys for the future so yeah uh, preseason i watch it quite a bit i even watch a dallas game i don't even like dallas and i watch that game too <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> well you gotta watch everybody and uh see what they're up to so yeah. i have actually most years i'm grasping at football at any chance i can get i mean i'm all over preseason just to be able to watch something but actually uh the nfl preseason has not really been been on my radar this year i know with even fantasy football but uh, I've just been, it's getting into the busy season for my work, but then on top of that, trying to work on stuff and get plans together for the podcast and everything keeps me kind of busy. So I have missed out on that. But actually, there's one thing, I mean, I've been so distracted from fantasy football. All I've been doing is taking my picks. I have no idea what the other teams have been doing. So, Craig, I don't know if you can answer this for me, but has anyone picked up Jake Rudock? No. They haven't. Okay, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, because usually there's like the uh, big uh, mm. Homer and uh, Lions. <laughs> yeah, well, picks you know picks either the Lions p- players or former Michigan players and things like that. So I imagine somebody's gonna pick them up at some point. I already have because with the Dynasty League, it's pretty awesome because you can do uh, you have enough quarterbacks that you can have one that you're waiting for them to develop. And so yeah. I, I have Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which, which he'll good. actually see some playing time here this year. But um, I imagine yep. somebody's going to get Jake Rudock. Some, somebody always does. Somebody's, somebody's going to take some odd pick and take it way far ahead of schedule and things like that. I anticipate that he's going to get picked up at some point. But uh, speaking of Jake and speaking mm-hmm. of Michigan and Michigan quarterbacks, which will be coming up in our episode this week, the Lions had their first preseason game, and Jake didn't do too bad. He did great, man. He had a he had a good drive in for a touchdown, and man, he did really, really well. Very surprising. It was with the second, uh, third team, which is fine, third string. But I, I anticipate and I hope that he will. Orlowski, I think, and that are backup that he'll jump him and then be the second string. Uh, I, I, man, I tell you what, I wish him all the best. I will hope he becomes a great quarterback. If he does, 
this will seal Harbaugh as probably one of the masters of getting quarterbacks uh, potential out of them. Anybody I've ever met. I mean, what do you, you got Kaepernick sitting on the bench in at the Niners behind uh, Gabbert. I mean, who would have thought of that? That's the same guy who got him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the guy's a master. I mean, you can't you can't take that away from him. So, yeah, we're excited. All Michigan fans are excited. Lions fans are excited. Just the whole state of Michigan is excited to see Rudock and hopefully hopefully he plays well. I mean, I really do. Yeah, well, I saw somebody had the uh, bold prediction of Rudock being able to go in for uh, an injured Stafford and basically turning into the Brady Brady. for the Lions franchise, (laughs) which I'm totally okay with. I absolutely, from the little that I saw, I mean, I saw the highlights, obviously, because of uh, Jake Rudock, but the little that I saw is that he definitely has earned his place yeah. Uh, I mean, he showed that he was capable at this point. Uh, I mean, I watched just basically the stuff that Jake did, so I don't know exactly what Orlovsky did. I know that he scored points as well, but mm-hmm. he's worth sticking around, uh, keeping around Jake Rudock, and I think they will. So who knows how the rest of the preseason uh, pans tough out. Kid. And the, he's yeah. a tough kid, very tough. He got knocked on his butt quite a bit during the season, and um, it, it helped him out because now – you know he's in the NFL, so those are the big boys, the best, best of the best. So, and I think he'll do well. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. It, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I, I he's got a lot of potential, and it'll just kind of it, it's one of those things where just whenever he gets the opportunity to prove himself, he's going to need to take it. I mean, right now in the preseason, you know, everybody's kind of getting snaps, but. There will come a time that he might get a chance to prove himself during the regular season, I mean, this year, next year, somewhere, and he just needs to capitalize on that, and I think that he can. I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Tom Brady or anything or that he's going to be a franchise starting quarterback, but I think he's got quite a few years in the NFL, so it'll be fun to watch, and uh, hopefully the Lions will be fun to watch this year as well. Yeah, that too. Oh boy, I tell you, I know. I'm I'm gonna be so busy uh, with Michigan football this year, and I anticipate such good things with Michigan football. I could, I mean, I I am first and foremost a Michigan football fan, and oh. so not to say that I'm not a Lions fan, but I would, if somebody said, <laughs> if somebody came to me and was just like. Would you like to see Michigan football have the best season that they've had in, I don't know, what, like a decade or throw something like that out there, but the Lions go own 16 again? I'd be like, let it happen. <laughs> I enjoy that, Lions football, but sorry, yeah. sorry, uh, Michigan football totally trumps that. So sorry, any Lions, uh, Lions no. fans or anything, but. Yeah, it's exciting, even if it's up against uh, Hawaii, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's coming, man. And uh, so actually, to we'll make mention now, and we'll probably talk about more at the end of the episode. Uh, next week should be, if it plans out right, it's going to be in the next two weeks. I'm, we're anticipating next week we're going to have a mega cast with more of the Blue Network uh, group joining us and having a mega cast to uh, kind of kick off and get ready for the Michigan football season. So 
We'll probably share more information about that later. But on to the actual Michigan football talk. We'll go ahead and uh, transition here and get into what's been going on in the past week for Michigan football. Things always going on with Michigan football, especially now that the uh, Michigan football submarine has, like Craig said, emerged from the depths. They have been in silent mode, focusing on getting better and preparing for the season, something that uh, I, I think worked out great for them last year. I think it's going to work out great yeah. for them this year. This doesn't really correlate with that, but uh, to, there's good news and bad news coming out with uh, them actually kind of emerging and speaking with the media today. So before we kind of get into that mix of information, the excitement surrounding the Jumpman gear, an interesting thing to take note, Michigan now has its own uh, recruiting Twitter. Did you see that out there, Greg? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so I'm not... Uh, I, to my knowledge of what I've seen from it, I just uh, haven't dug into it too deeply, but it's considered the official recruiting Twitter account for Michigan football. I don't know what they're going to be doing and operating on there, uh, if there's going to be a lot of communication on there, or if it's going to mainly be... My my guess, this is my anticipation, and like I said, this information might be out there, but what well, my guess is it's going to be the Aaron Bills designs for recruits, uh, a place that that's going to kind of where you can go to find them and a place where you can say where somebody can see Michigan officially offered so-and-so or maybe they'll retweet someone who says, I just got off for Michigan or and they'll probably do announcements when or maybe they'll retweet when somebody says that they've committed. Uh, but then again, I'm not sure exactly what is allowed and what's not allowed because it is Michigan and it's re they can retweet. We we saw that. That was something that changed. Uh coaches and things like that can retweet recruits. So maybe this has something to do with that. But that that I mean, it was huge. I, I saw when uh Harbaugh put the information out there about it and it was literally just minutes after he said something about it and it was already in the thousands of followers so yeah it is interesting i might i yeah i followed him which is fine and i'm gonna continue to do so but i'm like is it anything different than most you know some of the news feed that we get from some of the other names that are insiders with the recruiting too i don't know i don't like you said, are they going to be vague? I, I don't so, know. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see uh, what they tweet and how they tweet and everything. But for me, I'm I, I do things differently than you do, Craig, on Twitter. I know that um, because I'm very selective on what accounts I follow because I try to keep everything in my feed around Michigan football so that if something happens, I can see a bunch of people saying stuff about it. And then I can see the different perspectives and learn about it quickly because I I've been, I've been on Twitter before with a different Twitter handle and I just did all that follow, follow back and everything like that. And so not meaning any disrespect from it, but that's just not my choice again this time because when I was doing it before, I'd have all these different people I was following that would be tweeting about every day something this and something that, and I you'd be scrolling and scrolling, and you, it 
it would almost take a while before you would even find that Michigan information. And I know you can search Twitter for Michigan, but I just, yeah, that that's the way I do it. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I've been weeding out a few things, you know, as I go, I find out obviously certain places aren't the good thing about what they're doing is the very fact is it's, is going to be legit and won't be, you know, um, some punk kids or whatever coming up a, t- a Twitter handle and then saying something that's not true. So at least you know we got something that's up and up and good. So, you know, we can do it that way. So. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be another one of those credible sources. So it'll be interesting to see what they do and how they use it. Yep. Uh, just wanted to mention that. And uh, that'll kind of bring us into the information that uh, people were kind of speculating about with the uh, what was the official team picture that came out a little while ago there were three players that were missing it came out like gunfire man people are like why are these three people missing they're good i just saw the photo and didn't even look at it but they were looking at every person in there yeah and and that was uh something people were talking there were rumors going around there was some information that we heard from credible sources but obviously we want to make sure that information is correct before we say anything because we're not uh we just don't want speculation out there and everything on saying something's going to happen until we know but kareem walker shelton johnson and amir mitchell are missing from the team photo if you anybody didn't know like Craig and I didn't know. I mean, we didn't go through line by line and no. look at the list of names of the people pictured. But um, it was discovered that Kareem Walker was not suspended, that he was just not in the photo. Some of the information that was talked about today led to the realization that Shelton Johnson and Amir Mitchell are the two players that are suspended. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing that i kind of uh i was looking around for more information and there is the speculation that the two players could be suspended for the entire year yeah no. or the entire season sorry the yep. entire season i guess i should say that yeah and i mean obviously what was going around here and there was the fact that they were you know, being disciplined and then you know we and the reasons why they were and i'm not going to say what they are but um and then the very fact is they got suspended and I said, okay, well I get that. But then like you said, I heard the entire year too. So that'll be interesting and see where that goes. So there's a lot of question marks when it comes to that. You know, I don't know if it's open-ended, you know, them just saying that and just to move on, but um, I'm sure they got a lot of, why are they suspended? A lot of people are saying, are you sure they're suspended? Because I don't think I've heard, People get suspended for a whole year, so there's a lot of question marks around that. And to ask us, we don't know. We'll just leave it at that. But um, Well, the information that I saw is that they were told that it was a susp- – the media reported that it was a suspension yeah. that, for the two players. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of left at that. Then Harbaugh got more questions about it, and he basically ended the press conference yeah. from there. Now, then, I'm not sure from where it's exactly coming from, but people were reporting that the suspension then was likely for the entire season. So, suspension confirmed, entire season is in question. 
What that entirely means, we don't know. I'm not going to really speculate. That's what we have with that. That's kind of the yep. bad part of the news coming out of today. There's the good and the bad. Start off with the bad, I guess. Suspensions are never really a good thing. But I do want to mention, and uh, other people have voiced out on social media, and other people have uh, shown their support for this mindset, Harbaugh is not the type of guy, and I don't think this, any of the staff are the type of people to just suspend over anything and everything. And it's just showing that he is more about the integrity of the game. Yep. He's not what we've seen somewhat before, where discipline is thrown to the side and football is made more important than the rules. Yeah. And so that that is something I I'm glad to see. Uh, honestly, if it, if anything ever came down to, and I'm not saying that this has any relation with what's going on now, but if it ever came down to where Harbaugh had to kick a guy off the team, honestly, uh, if it was the superstar of the team, I I would have a hard time. But it'd be the mindset of, okay, he's off the team. That's an extra scholarship for next year. You know that Harbaugh is going to be able to go out there and get other great players that want to play for him. But we've been even saying in our interviews that Harbaugh and his staff have been going for what appear to be specific types of players. You know, those players that understand that yeah. the game is so important, their performance is so important, but they care about their education, they care about their integrity, they care about their character. So you're going to get some in there that are going to cause problems, are not going to follow the rules and things like that. So it will happen from time to time. There's no program that doesn't have to deal with it. But I just have to say I appreciate that they're showing that they're going to take the measures that they need to to discipline actions that deserve it. So Yeah, taking winning, he's not saying winning isn't everything. Then he would keep them. And it's not happening. Uh, I think the thing is, is Harbaugh saying, if we want to be college that has class and integrity, then we're going to have to do this kind of stuff. And I'm all for it. Even if it's a superstar, it stinks to see, but, you know, I'm for it. And we need to keep keep that up here at Michigan. Yeah, yep, I agree. I, that was that was a good thing to see in a bad situation. So yeah. we'll go into QB situation for the school or for the team and anticipated he said he had very good things to say he said that they were ahead of uh he felt like they were ahead of schedule or the players were playing better than they were last year at this time in the training yep. camp which I, I some people are getting high uh high hopes on and everything and i'm more of approaching it from the side of i would kind of anticipate that more you know i mean it's year two you know, found a way to improve camps and workouts and things like that, and these players were here last year, so you would hope and anticipate that they would be doing that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm, uh, it's definitely a good thing, but he didn't really give a lot of information, which isn't surprising, mm -hmm. uh, about the quarterback situation. So, Craig, I don't know how much you heard about that. No, I mean, I didn't hear much. I, I think the very fact is, you know, I, he said a few times that he was – impressed by the level of competition and so early in the camp which is great and that um this is probably one of his cleanest you know teams that he's coached 
in a long, long time. So, and I and I guess uh, uh, Shane Morris and McCorn and Spate all are taking first team reps. So um, it's still up in the air. He hasn't revealed any anything about uh, who the quarterback's going to be, and I think I think it's going to be that way from till what an hour before the game starts. <laughs> No, nah, it'll probably be day of. It might be day, day of before, or something. But, I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll see how that goes. But um, but uh, yeah, it's he's not tipping his hand at all. But and I think he's still. I I actually believe him. I think that all three want to start, and I believe it's between a corn and spate, and those two are gonna battle it out. That's good. Yeah. And, well, just to mention my thoughts, and, I mean, there's not too much to say on this because there's not a lot more information that was given out about it, but if it wasn't Harbaugh, I'd maybe be worried. I'd probably be worried about it. But it's Harbaugh, and quarterback is his specialty, so I'm really not too concerned about it. We're, we've got a good coach for quarterback, and that's something that he likes to emphasize. So even though people are talking about the lack of experience and things like that, I... I think we'll be looking pretty good when the games actually kick off. Yeah, he said um, sometimes, uh, quote, sometimes they struggle with their accuracy and struggle with different things. They're communicating with fumble snaps on the ground. We haven't seen that. That's great. I mean, that's saying that he's saying that everybody's doing really, really well. They're not really they're not struggling with their accuracy and throwing the ball and getting it to their receivers. And, uh, and their tight ends and things like that. But uh, sounds like the team is really smooth and the com- competition is really heating up, especially with the uh, veterans and uh, incoming players. Yeah, for sure. So something else that has been discussed that um, got a lot of attention, and this has been going this has been going on for a while, but we've never really specifically addressed um, addressed it much on the show. Jordan Lewis talking about playing on the offensive side of the ball. And Jabril Preppers already does it. Jordan was saying how he wants, uh, he's interested in having his turn to do some of the same thing. And there were a lot of heated debates going back and forth uh, that I saw on Twitter and social media. Uh, Craig, uh, what did you see and what were your thoughts on this situation? Yeah, I saw Jordan Lewis wants to play uh, receiver, correct, or slot, something like that. Uh, Yes. And it, it, the guy is dynamic. He's he's about as, obviously he's like uh, preppers. You want to have guys on on both sides of the ball doing some things, um, changing it up. Obviously with the suspension of, I think I'm uh, what I'm going to bring back go back around to Amir Mitchell because I think Amir Mitchell was doing really well at camp, and so it looked like he was going to fall into that fourth slot at receiver. Um, so that's not happening. So that's why you're seeing Harbaugh going after like three to four receivers in this recruiting class. But with that said, with Jordan Lewis wanting to do that, I get that he wants to do it, and I think he would be great at it. My problem is, and I think a lot of the Twitter fans are saying, you're risking this. This isn't high school football because high school football, that happens all the time. You get both sides of the play. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm having a hard time figuring this out because Jordan Lewis is such a talented guy. It's hard to keep him off the field, but yet you want him focused dead on and you don't want him hurt on offense. And if he's hurt, then you lost one big key piece cog in your defense. Um, As for Jabril Peppers, 
Uh, it might be a little bit different because you might have somebody that might be able to plug in there. He's obviously he's one of the best players on the team, but is he at a position that can't be filled? So you almost got to look at it as can he be used at the running back position and things like that. So I'm I'm stuck on that. Um, I think you can maybe use it here and there as trick plays, but I don't think Harbaugh is going to use them on both sides of the field too often. I think it's just going to be at times when he's going to need them, and that's it. I see what you're saying, and I I agree with a lot of it. My own personal view on it is that I think, to sum it up almost as short as possible, Peppers, yes, Lewis, sparingly <laughs> it's exactly what i say yeah because yeah. peppers and jordan eh, okay well because peppers is a different level of athlete and harbaugh himself has been saying that i mean he's had some special things to say about jabril peppers yeah. and he is a uh, giant among boys uh, i guess you could make that comparison um i mean i know that he's not the tallest or the biggest but he just is a brute. He's a beast, and uh, he can take it. And he proved that last year. Uh, I definitely think that he was capable of playing more downs than he did last year. But um, with Jordan Lewis, uh, I'm a little bit more worried. He's not built like Jabril Peppers. I think that they will use him. It will probably be in specific situations, you know, sprinkled here, sprinkled there. But Peppers, I could see on a on a very regular basis. And Lewis, I think. I mean, I think he can do it. I, I don't doubt that he can't, but I feel like he is more vulnerable being put on the offense than Jabril Peppers is. Yeah, is it like? I mean, obviously, you're looking at body body type. I mean, like, can their body? You know, Jabril and Jordan have just different bodies. I mean, one, and can they absorb the? the part of the offensive way of running things. And then can they do the defense? And that's where I'm worried with Jordan Lewis is we need him so much on that corner, but um, using him in the slot. And the problem is where he might be at. And if he's in the slot or he's in any of that position, that's a terrible place to put him. The slot's the worst part. It's like going, to the center of a hockey rink. I mean, you're going to get nailed. You're going to get hit. Those are the worst places to be down the center, you know, doing cross patterns, and you're going to get hit. And I'm, I worry about that with his body, man. Yeah, no, I I definitely see that. I see your point with that, and I agree with you to a certain extent, and that's where I came in with saying sparingly. I think, yeah. I think they'll definitely give Lewis his chance. Uh, I think he'll be in there, you know, throughout the season, uh, just doing different things here or there, maybe specific opponents or just kind of early on in the game and when they're trying to get the fire lit with the team and try to get some excitement going and um, expose some coverages and things like that. But, I mean, I think the easy thing to say is Peppers is going to do it more than Lewis. Yeah. Um, But I do still believe that Lewis will be doing it, and I don't have a problem with that. Uh, if they do it to a, a large extent, um, if Lewis is on the field as much as Jabril Peppers was for offense last year, that would probably be pushing it, I guess, in my opinion. I can't remember exactly how much it was. but Do you see Harbaugh using him, like using both of them on both sides of the field when it comes down to, 
um, igniting the team, the offense in a, such a way that maybe the, the game is close or the game is doesn't seem to be electrifying on our side that we he's going to use them as trick plays because if we're handedly beating teams and we're doing a good job beating them, he's not going to put them in there. No, uh, I don't. I don't so, think so. Pep, peppers maybe, yeah, uh, but not. Not Lewis. Like in in situations, well, like you were saying, especially you know close competitions or being down like that. I mean, I could see it maybe early in a competitive game as well. Like just kind of right. maybe it's back and forth, or maybe Michigan isn't scoring as quickly. You know, just sprinkle Jordan Lewis in there. But they're they're going to be, and you saw it with just Peppers. But if you put both of them in there, I mean, uh, the other team's going to notice, and they're going to get specific attention and. They're just as useful as a distraction. So yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of like saying, "Do I like Chesson at uh, kickoff returns or punt returns?" And I'm like, I, you know, obviously in the beginning of the season, I was like, "Yes, we need to do that because he's one of the best. Like, he's really good at. It. I love it." But then now I'm like, "Well, he's one of our best receivers. Do I want that now?" <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. Now I'm like. I, Man, kickoff returns, punt returns scare the crap out of me. Sorry, dude, but they do. I, I, you know, you get hit and you're done. I mean, you get hit in that leg, and the knee, you're out, and that's it. And so, it scare the heck out of me. So, I'm always about finding somebody that can actually put in that position. So, but. well, I feel better about Chesson on kickoffs and Peppers yeah. on punt returns. That's my own personal thought, but. So that that's uh, our thoughts on that debate. Uh, it's been kind of heated going on for weeks, but we anticipate that you'll be seeing that in the games going forward. Probably not in the early games because it's almost like Michigan is fortunate enough to have its own preseason because the beginning of its schedule is an easier transition into the regular se- or into the actual football season. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of the season, though, something that uh, I have worked on and I'm going to go ahead and actually highlight, something that I've talked about and something that I just kind of want to share and kind of put a bit for discussion. I know that Craig hasn't really, uh, this hasn't really been a project for Craig, but it's been something that I've picked up. I wanted to go through, because this is probably the best episode to talk about it, because like we said, next week will be the Megacast, and then the week after that is going to be our preview episode for michigan's first game so i mean we are already like yeah in the heat of things i can't wait for that yeah you can feel it coming it is like right around the corner so i'm happy to do this i'm excited um and like i said this is probably the best episode to do it but i want um to share bring up and have the conversation around what the best big 10 games to watch are going to be outside of the michigan schedule so basically we know that when it comes to the end of the season, Michigan Ohio State is probably going to be the best uh, game to watch in the country, especially the Big Ten. And so I'm looking at the other conference games that are going to be key, particularly when we get to the actual mm-hmm. conference teams playing against each other, because that will affect the winners of the West and the winners of the East Division. So uh, we'll start things off and actually. Honestly, this is probably the biggest one, and it's no surprise, but this is probably going to be one of the biggest ones, in my opinion, to determine what is going to happen in the West, even though it doesn't have any effect really on the conference, but it's going to really show you what 
some of the teams are capable of in the West Division, and that is when LSU and Wisconsin play at Green Bay. Yeah. That is going to be a big game. I mean, LSU has things running in its favor, uh, a lot of returning players and things like that. Wisconsin's uh, going to be working with a new quarterback. It is in their state, so LSU is going to be the traveling team. But in the West recently, it's been a lot of between Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. I mean, I know, know Northwestern's kind of in and out of there, but those are the three uh, the three horses that are, look to be in the race next year, and Wisconsin has the roughest schedule out of anybody yeah. and so how they perform against lsu is going to tell us a lot i mean if they somehow pull off that win That's... i will say watch out wisconsin's probably going to take the west if they are capable to do that i'd say watch out michigan state too so yeah, yeah. well a- anybody and everybody i mean i know that uh we're going to be playing them and they've they've got a lot of other opponents as well they like i said they've got the tough schedule yeah. Um, and even though other teams, specifically Iowa, has a very generous schedule, people are calling it a cupcake schedule, uh, if Wisconsin is capable of beating LSU, or even if they make it a one-possession game, that is yep. an impressive feat. And so I would I would almost want to put my money on them taking the West. But that is definitely one that you're going to wa- want to watch because Michigan will be playing wisconsin this year they're gonna key in on i mean obviously wisconsin's gonna gonna have a tough time stopping fournette man heisman hopeful you know the way he's running the guy is an unbelievable running back so if they can stop him great lsu has always had a tough time with quarterbacks so quarterback play has always been LSU's Achilles heel. They haven't had a good quarterback in a long, long time, but they have one of the best defenses and they have the best running back. So that'll be a good game. So we'll see. That'll be a good test barometer on to see where Wisconsin will be throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And so that, like I said, is going to be big because not only does Michigan play Wisconsin, but that really sets the tone for how Wisconsin is going to perform in the West Division and if they might come through there uh, as the winners of that division. So something interesting to watch, and we'll see what happens with that there in Week 1. That, uh, of course, then Michigan's matchup, as we know, is a home game versus Hawaii. Moving on then to Week 2, this is um, not as... uh, sexy of a week for college football matchups with big 10 teams <laughs> but uh <laughs> but the one that i would say to be intrigued with is actually the iowa iowa state game part of that Man, being they always plays them well don't they yes it, it this is a big rivalry i mean it's not going to be the one of those historic ones it's not alabama lsu right. it's not michigan ohio but it's it is always a good game. Iowa State has blindsided Iowa in some years, uh, and then taking it down to the wire. I can't remember the last time I wasn't. Uh, I was kind of looking at it, but I didn't get very far uh, before we were getting things going here. But it's always comes down to one possession game. It seems uh, in recent history. So this could be the team that shakes things up for Iowa. If Iowa State is able to beat Iowa, which is a road game for them, so at Connect Stadium, that would, I feel like that would shake up Iowa. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
that would cause distress for them and that they would kind of slowly fall apart during the season. Nothing catastrophic, but enough to cost them the West Division. So that's one that I would watch for that week. Like I said, there wasn't really a whole lot else going on that week. I mean, Michigan, to say what the matchup is going to be, Michigan is playing Central Florida. So uh, game to watch for the second week, uh, September 10th, I'd say Iowa versus Iowa State. Yeah, that'll be happen what kind of um, system Iowa State runs. I don't, I don't know, is it a spread or kind of a... Uh, I don't know offhand. I, I can actually admit that I do watch Iowa State on uh, quite frequently. My dad was actually a graduate from there, and so it's always kind of yeah. fun watching them. Yeah. And and they are an entertaining team to watch. They oh, always are very entertaining. I actually enjoyed watching them quite a bit when they beat Iowa. I don't know how they do it, but they seem to play really well against Iowa. But Iowa has a returning quarterback. I mean, he's a senior, so they got veterans there. So it'll be a tough game, but... It'll be fun to watch, and I can't wait. Yeah, for sure. And that's uh, but that's another thing too, where Iowa State always seems to find a way to win at least one big game a year. It seems mm-hmm. uh, it's not always the case, but I mean, they'll they're in the Big Twelve. They're they'll take somebody to the wire or multiple teams to the wire, uh, win some big ones. So they're a team and a program that's capable. So don't don't count them out. That's definitely a game to watch. Week three, which is uh, right before we get into the actually conference play for the season, two big games this week, actually three relatively big games this week, because Oregon goes to Nebraska, and then Michigan State goes to Notre Dame, and Ohio State goes to Oklahoma. I'm actually taking the pick because Oregon and Nebraska play. That's West Division. That doesn't have as much of an impact on us. So you're looking at the Notre Dame and Oklahoma games. I'm. We're both anticipating that those are actually going to be losses for both Ohio State and Michigan State. So I'm, I'm going on the side of probably the Ohio State Oklahoma game being the biggest game to watch that week. Yeah, I'm watching that game. Wow, I, I, yeah, I gotta watch that game. It's gonna. This is a good test to see. Um, how Stoops is going to his coaching career. I mean, he really is. I mean, it's always in question every year because he never gets to the big dance. But um, he's a great coach, but it's a game he needs to win. He should be able to win with this kind of group that he has returning with the quarterback and everything and them playing there. So they should be able to beat Ohio State because Ohio State doesn't have the running back. They have new you know, new incoming uh, players, so I anticipate Oklahoma should win that, but you never know. I mean, you know, Urban Meyer's a good coach, so we'll see. That's yeah. going to be an incredible game. Yeah, I think that will definitely be one to watch uh, for that week, and, and like you said, Ohio State lost key players um, all across the board for them, so if Oklahoma can't capitalize on this opportunity for it being a home game, then they've they're really struggling and they're probably going to have a hard time throughout the season. So that'll be the game to watch that week for sure. Um, But also taking time to watch Michigan stay at Notre Dame wouldn't be a bad thing either, but Ohio, Oklahoma for the week three. Now we get into conference play in the next week. And so actually a team that you'll see a lot in talking about games to watch uh, we're bringing up wisconsin again because wisconsin will actually be going to michigan state and everybody knows that wisconsin and michigan state play pretty epic games anyways 
this year will be interesting because Wisconsin, Wisconsin's never really kind of gone anywhere. They've kind of had a little bit of a up and down over the couple of years, just like slightly, you know, they're kind of just hanging out there. And yep. so it looks like this might be a year for them to maybe try to take things back. So this game at Michigan State will be the biggest matchup in the conference for that week. And yeah, they're like a th- every three year team. You know what I mean? Like they're. Every oh, they're always, they seem yeah. really good and then they stink. And yeah, then they're, three years are good and then they stink. It's, it's well, kind of strange. Well, they always post nine win seasons. It seems. I mean, like yeah. they're they're always up there. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, they just seem to. I, I honestly thought when the divisions changed to east and west that Wisconsin was gonna kind of roll with the west division, but they've. I mean, they went through their coaching changes and different things like that, so uh, they might be able to harness things in now and take down Michigan State in East Lansing. So that'll that'll be one to watch for that week as uh, Michigan has their matchup, their first Big Ten game versus Penn State at home. Moving into the month of October, this there are going to be a couple weeks where the matchups just it's going to be a rough week for Big Ten football for to find interesting games. It's a good matchup for Michigan that week. That's the Michigan-Wisconsin game. It's going to be in Ann Arbor. That's definitely the most interesting game to yeah. watch that week for the entire conference. So finding a game outside of that to watch is not... Uh, uh, this this week was a little bit tricky for me to kind of make a decision on who to watch, but I went with the call then on saying uh, Minnesota at Penn State. Okay. Uh, not uh, again. Not at a sexy yeah. matchup. Not, I'd be alone in that. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if you're looking at the schedule, you can tell me where because you've got that week. You have Illinois at Nebraska, <clears throat> Iowa playing Northwestern at home. That yeah, was one. That was one that was kind of a toss up. But <clears throat> so then, of course, Minnesota at Penn State. Uh, then you have Purdue at Maryland. <clears throat> Uh, right. Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, we're not counting that because we're looking for other games. Michigan State plays Indiana, and then you have Ohio State Rutgers. Oh, so two, two OSU coaches going against each other. How about that? We can only imagine how that's going to turn out. So, <laughs> so, but so yeah, the other the other one that was kind of competing for this week was maybe Iowa and Northwestern. But honestly, I looking at Northwestern's schedule and I know what everybody says about playing at Penn State and how difficult it is because it is difficult, but Northwestern is going to be at Iowa. I just think that Minnesota is better than Northwestern and would have a, a greater chance of possibly winning at Penn State than Northwestern Willa, Iowa. So basically, I'm saying the spread is going to be larger for the Northwestern Iowa game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, they're okay games, but they're important, and I'll watch them. I'll be watching them. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, and uh, we'll be talking about this next week because I know that in our mega cast, we're going to talk about the winner, who we think the winners of the divisions are, and things like that. So, yeah, I was breaking that down the entire schedule for every team, and not saying that they're going to win the division, but I felt that this 
I was kind of feeling, you know, Minnesota is doing well. They're being really competitive for home games, but they just have a schedule that kind of works against them. But I feel that they're going to be able to compete uh, well at Penn State and make it a mm-hmm. one of the more watchable games in the Big yep. Ten. So yep. mark that down. I'll have my list. I'll put this up there, and we'll see if if I'm accurate with that uh, <laughs> with that assumption so there's no never any slow football games it's, it's football folks you yeah watch it so. oh yeah if if you just watch michigan weekend and week out and that's the only football that you watch i don't i don't know if i would know anybody that would do that i mean i guess it wouldn't surprise me but i feel like that is just missing out you know because right. football is only part of the year and so i take in all that i can and even if it's you know Mac football, I watch all the time. I mean, I'm usually up until uh, Thursday like, night when it's nobody. I'll watch it. Oh heck yeah! I mean, we've got you get football between college and NFL with Monday night. Are there sometimes Tuesday night games? I can't remember. There are some random ones, but then you got yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then back to Monday. I'm yep. watching football every day at least a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, you can just. This is our message to our, the wives out there. You just kiss your husband's goodbye. <laughs> You're not gonna see him for a while. I think the and I don't know. Your wives hate this time of year sometimes. The ones that don't like football. I know my wife's like, oh gosh, is it that time of the year? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I find my way to work around it. I always appreciate the Pac-12 for a little bit of something because they have their late games. So I know yep. I'm always guaranteed two games at least on. <laughs> Saturdays without whatever's going on that day. Yeah, until one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, something that I'll take a uh, moment to mention here for those of you. I mean, I miss uh, just like anybody else miss football during the off season. Something that you might not be aware of, but you can find a lot of previous Michigan football games, full Michigan football games on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, from the from the previous year. I mean. They've got over half the season, I believe, of Michigan football from last year on YouTube. So you can go on there and watch a full game, no commercials. It's just the entire game continuous. So I enjoyed that during the off season. I even watched the bad ones. Uh, I'm actually on the Ohio State game, unfortunately. That's one of the last ones for that's available yeah. to watch. You got to watch the good with the bad, and so you got to learn you from it. So you watched the Ohio State one, right? I, I'm I'm watching it right now. Okay. Yeah. Let me know in the let me know if I'm wrong if I'm my memory's back is let me know the part where <clears throat> we had that penalty in the end zone during that game. Yeah. That uh kept the drive alive for Ohio's <laughs> Let me know if that was the game-changing play. Oh, it was. I already knew that. I, mean, I remember I I wa- when I watched it live, I was just like that was the turning point. Yeah. Not saying that we would have if that didn't happen that we would have won, but I know that we yeah. would have done better if that had not happened. Yeah, cuz we had the momentum right there and then that bad call it kept them alive and they got you know, they were still alive in that and then they they drove all the way down and scored a touchdown. And yeah, I don't the whole well, game just fell apart. And I don't even really know if it was bad call. It was a bad play. Like the yeah. that guy should not should have yeah. backed one of the guys backed off and tried to get out of the way. The other guy just went all in and yeah. missed the ball and hit the kicker. And that's what. Yeah. And I knew it was coming too. I was waiting for. We played almost one solid 
quarter of football. Like the, yeah, yeah. the first, I want to say, what was it? Maybe ten minutes was just just what you wanted it to be. It was zero zero back and forth grinding. Michigan had them pinned deep, and mm-hmm. then they lost it. And Ohio State capitalized and never turned back. And Michigan never covered. So it yep. was, yeah. So you gotta watch it. You gotta learn from it. You gotta, yeah. uh, you gotta see what was done right. And so I'm just, I'm just doing my studying. <laughs> One play will cost you a game sometimes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We we uh, we know that all all too well. So, but yeah. So, kind of an interesting one. Another uh, not very uh, exciting week for football. Uh, maybe an interesting matchup would be Michigan State playing BYU. But I think one that would have more. That's a good game. Yeah, more impact possibly on the conference is that Iowa's playing one of its few road games and it's at Minnesota. And Mm -hmm. we've seen how Minnesota can play. Of course, the time when we played them last year was a very unique situation with their coach uh, retiring and everything like that. But. Minnesota's a tough team. I mean, they they can play and they can compete. So, I think that might be one of the more interesting matchups that week. Again, like I've been saying, not a very sexy matchup, maybe, but you never know. That's the one where I'd say it could be the more interesting of the bunch. So, yeah, we'll see how that game turns out. That's that'll be an interesting game because Minnesota plays tough. So, I don't know if they're returning the quarterback. I cannot remember offhand. Yeah, I can't either because I know he was kind of like a Rudock kind of player where he would run. He could he could run with the ball and also pass, and that was kind of hurting us. And yeah, he was a big guy too. He was uh, he was able to take hits and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but Michigan uh, for Michigan that week, it's their first road game, and they go to the Big Bad Garden in New Jersey. Yeah. To play Rutgers. 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 <laughs> Rutgers. Boy, I hope we whip them. Oh, it, it'll be good. You know Rashawn Gary's uh, excited for that game. So. Oh, yeah. He told us on the show. Yep. So he's, don't... Waiting, he's waiting for that game. So that'll yep. be interesting. For sure. So uh, we get back into the uh, more interesting and exciting matchups as we return to talk about Wisconsin as they actually will take on Ohio State at home. So really, see, this is is where it comes back to where I'm saying it really depends on how Wisconsin plays in their first game against LSU. If they play against LSU, I see them, you know, I mean, they've got Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska, and Michigan on their schedule. I could see them capable of winning any of those games if they beat LSU. Oh yeah. Yep. So uh, this this could be interesting on playing Ohio State at home for them this year. Yeah, that'll be a great game. Yeah. If they so, uh, Mich- Wisconsin's always a tough really tough. They're really tough to beat at at in their home stadium. It's really tough for them, you know. They're, yeah, th- they're crazy. So. I think that uh, Iowa did it last year when they had their undefeated season and whatnot. But part of the reason that they were kind of capable of doing that, I think it was like an extremely low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I can't remember that specific for sure. But that actually winds up being Michigan's bye week. 
So that's kind of nice to think that there's actually going to be a decent Big Ten matchup to watch uh, during Michigan's bye week there. So Michigan returns then uh, to the football field to play Illinois at home while the best matchup then is taking place in the West Division as we return again to mention Wisconsin as they are going on the road to Iowa, another tough place to play. (laughs) They do got a bad... Yeah, dude, and it's back-to-back. They play LSU, then they have two relatively easy games, Akron, Georgia State, but then they play at Michigan State, they play at Michigan, they have a bye week, then they play Ohio State home, then they play at Iowa, then they play Nebraska at home. That is, I am convinced, the toughest schedule in the Big Ten. I'm pulling for Wisconsin this year, man. I want them spoiling. I want them to beat these teams. (laughs) Just not us. But, I mean, I want them, yeah, come on, Wisconsin. Yeah, if, I mean, if Wisconsin is able to beat most of these people, they, uh, that is one credible, tough team. It's just, yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, they'll, they'll be a team to watch. But that's another thing, too, where it's just like if they, if they lose their footing, they could easily lose several games and drop out of the competition for the West Division. So, yeah. so I'll save my prediction for who's going to win that division for next week. But, yeah, so Iowa at Wisconsin, that will be the game of the week to watch outside of um, Michigan's schedule. I mean, there's no doubt at all that that is going to be a good game to watch. That was a, a tough competition last year. So, And those are two of the three uh, teams that we anticipate will be competing for that division, and we'll see where they're standing at that point. But uh, So we bring up, actually, Wisconsin for the week after that even, because, like I said, they then play Nebraska at home, so it's Nebraska-Wisconsin. Jeez. So those are your three teams there, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, the biggest teams to watch for the West Division, and they play games just back-to-back. And so... You can check out that game while uh, Michigan still has their uh, big matchup that day. Uh, depending on the time, they're going to be playing in East Lansing against Michigan State. So that'll be a pretty busy day for the Michigan fan base. But if you, depending on what time the games uh, go, and if those don't overlap, that's uh, that would be another game for you to enjoy that day. Yep. Well, you know, Nebraska's going to be pretty good this year, I think, because they have a veteran quarterback. He's a kind of a stocky guy and built, and he's a good runner. He runs on, you know, he's kind of similar to a um, quarterback at Ohio State, so he's got uh, some good size to him, and he played really well at the bowl game that they won, and he dominated. So I think Nebraska is going to be doing really well. So with him under center. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, man, week in, week out, you see these uh, teams uh, repeat themselves quite frequently. Going to the next week, uh, Michigan will be playing Maryland at home. That will be interesting to watch Harbaugh face off against uh, DJ Durkin. But um, to watch a game outside of that, you can check out Nebraska going to Ohio State. So after uh, Nebraska has to play at Wisconsin there, then going to Ohio State. So... They might uh they might be a little beat up after that Wisconsin game so shock the world Nebraska it's uh, another capable co- program so it'll be interesting yeah. to kind of see I, I I don't know if I would necessarily say I have as much faith 
in Nebraska. They have a relatively favorable schedule overall, but then they have those those games right back to back of at Wisconsin at Ohio State. Right. So uh that's your game for that week. Uh that's uh just there getting things started in the month of November. Uh then we kind of go into another week of yeah, you know, not a lot going on outside of uh Michigan football. Michigan has uh, the exciting matchup against Iowa on the road, which we have stated time and time again is going to be one of their toughest games. We're trying to, you and I are going to try to get to that game. Yeah, we're uh, that's in the talks. That's kind of in the works. Um, yeah. I know a lot for me is going on with uh, work during this time of year, but I, I I would love to see that happen. So if that works yeah. out, that would be great. Um, so that's definitely. Well, I would say the biggest game in the conference that week. But outside of Michigan football, if, if you want to see the next best game, looks to me, and I'm calling it out as Minnesota at Nebraska. I've really, mm-hmm. I'm I, like I said, I, I'm really kind of into Minnesota. You know, just being a competitive team. You know, making games competitive and close. Um, if their schedule was maybe more favorable, maybe I would anticipate that they would maybe do more in the West Division, but. Uh, I'm definitely not coming out and saying that they're uh, winning and going to compete to be the division champions, but I think that's the closest matchup for it to be a uh, good and entertaining game, uh, more with the top tier teams of the division. So, yeah, yeah, you know, Minnesota is like a spoiler team sometimes. Yeah, and and that's the thing too that I'll make mention with this list. Like you'll you'll see some of the other entertaining games, like maybe Rutgers and Illinois, you know. But those are two teams that we have no anticipation of them competing for either division. So I'm looking to at least involve one team that uh, should be at the top of the division, and uh, Minnesota could shake things up if they're able to take one of them down. So, yep. As we're getting close to wrapping up the season. Michigan will be playing at home against Indiana, but that is also the same week as we uh, see often the Ohio State-Michigan State game, which is going to be taking place in East Lansing this year. You've got to anticipate that Ohio State is going to be coming in for revenge. So, yeah. But depending on how the play, uh, the teams perform, you just never really know. D'Antonio knows a way to get the best out of his players, and he coaches well and things like that, and so... Even with that going on, it being a home game could be close and competitive. But those are two teams that we look at for de- competing for the East. So that is a game to mark on your calendar. Yeah, they both lost. Both teams lost a lot of players. So yeah, so they're both kind of you know Ohio State has a veteran quarterback, and then Michigan State that doesn't. So we'll see how that works out. But um, we never know. Yeah, well, the uh, quarterback that might be playing in that game for Michigan State may have that one game experience of playing against them yeah. last year. So yeah, exactly. For yeah. whatever that may be worth. But, yep, so Michigan playing Indiana that week. And then, of course, ending the season, Michigan-Ohio State game. Great game. Big day. Don't even know if Michigan fans are even going to get around to watching any other games. But if it does happen game to watch and honestly i i'm almost kind of anticipating that this is going to be the game that decides who wins the west actually depending on how wisconsin fares but nebraska is going to be playing at iowa to finish off their seasons yeah wow. so 
you know, good games. Yeah, should be a good one. I'm going to try to get more active in putting things on the website, information and things like that. I'm going to try to get information up there just about, like, the commit list for Michigan so that people can go to our website to find more than just our episodes. And so I'm going to be looking to be putting this uh, games-to-watch schedule on our website so that you guys can find it. And actually kind of talking about different things going on with the website uh, I'll go ahead and take a moment to mention that week in, week out, Craig and I will be doing our predictions, of course, with the show. This year, actually, what I'm suggesting, and this is the first time that Craig is actually going to hear about it, I'm suggesting that we do a competition throughout the whole season. We'll both bet, uh, give our predictions for the spread for the Michigan games, but then we'll also pick our own Big Ten game, other Big Ten game that week, and uh, kind of make it our lock or whatever. We'll come up with our own name, but we'll both pick a game to wager on the spread, and we'll tally up for the whole season, at, and at the end, there'll be a winner and a loser, obviously, and we'll figure out something to do. I don't know Healthy what. Competition, I like it. There, hey, Harbaugh's all about competition, so we're all about competition <laughs> on the Blue Brothers. So it, it's the way we make each other better, man. This yeah. this is just to make you better. I'm sorry you're going to lose, but this is just to make you better. Yeah. And I'm only good as the competition that I'm going against, and so I need you to get better so I can get better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a fun thing to do. I can't wait for that. That'll be good. Yes. So we'll have the whole entire season to kind of figure out exactly what we're going to do with that at the end, but we'll keep track of that, and that'll be another thing that we'll keep posted on the website, uh, how that goes. But the interesting thing that is going to involve you, the Michigan fans, I talked. Craig knows about this, and I, I think it's going to be really fun. What we're going to be looking at doing, and this won't be, this might start. I haven't decided yet because there will be some football games that will be played by the time that we do our first preview game for the Michigan game. But it'll either be that episode or it'll just be when the season starts. We're going to be doing a segment called Caption of the Week. Mm-hmm. And so what that is is we're going to be taking a, an image. From, we haven't decided if it's going to be specifically just about Mich- dealing with Michigan football, or if it's going to in- include the Big Ten or all of college football. My my leaning is more towards just the Big Ten, but we're we're going to select an image, and we're going to discuss it on the show. Uh, just you know, make funny comments about it, whatever you know. Who knows what the image is going to be. And then we're going to put it out there for you, the fans, to give us your best caption for that picture. That's and then Craig thing. and I, mm-hmm. uh, Craig was really enjoying idea, the idea. Craig and I will then vote for the best one. Mm-hmm. And then that is going to be the winner for the week. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of like, if anybody knows whose line it is, is it anyway, the points don't matter. But there is a grand prize at the end. So the points don't matter. It's kind of like uh, getting an MSU degree. But in the end, we'll take all the winners of each week, and we will put them up for voting. Whoever gets the most votes, then we'll get... uh, We're definitely going to have some sports cast gear, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be looking at some other stuff. I don't know, maybe like... I think we should give them a Blue Brothers sports cast t-shirt, something like that. 
would be really cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll have that. Now, are we, now are we posting this picture on all the social media that we're involved in, the Blue Network and on Facebook and then obviously Twitter. Yeah, well, we're... We get as much as we can, right? We're going to probably, because if we... Because we're going to have to keep track of the comments uh, that and the captions that people are sending. So it will probably be on Craig's Twitter, my Twitter, and then it will probably be on the Facebook page. Yep. Um. And we'll probably have people retweeting it and everything, but uh, well, the website as well. So those will be the places that you can find it and put your caption. And of course, we'll have a deadline where you have to submit it by, and then we'll review it in time for our next recording. But yeah, so at the end, we're gonna put the winners out there from each week. So however many there will be, depending on when we actually start it, uh, and then we'll have the fans vote on which one they think is the best. And the you know, winner. Cool if we could record at their house. <laughs> at their house. Yes, you will invite us to your house and make us dinner. Dinner, make us food. We like to eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watch, it's going to be somebody who lives in like Nevada. Yeah, yeah exactly. So how are we going to get to Nevada? Yeah. So, but um but yeah, or uh but definitely it could be something where uh oh, well, we'll be at the end of the season, so I guess we'll be done doing broadcasts at games, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, well, we could have uh, them on the show because we can always oh. have them call in. Yeah, that's a great so. idea, too. Come on the show, we'll get you some gear, we'll get you a Blue Brothers Sportscast shirt. We'll, we'll do we'll do it up. We'll make it really, really cool and worth your admission. Yeah, worth your time. It'll be fun and so some for you to participate. So we want to let you know about that. So that kind of wraps up the content for this week. So uh, thanks for listening this week kind of getting ready here for things going with the football season is almost here Michigan fans we've been waiting for it for what seems like forever I don't know if uh, Harbaugh's just gotten the excitement up so much maybe it's the gear maybe it's Nike maybe it's Jumpman maybe it's just everything that makes it seem like it just takes that much longer for the actual football season to get here but it is here, and so we're going to be going full throttle with our episodes during the season. And so um, thanks for tuning in. We've got all the different ways that you can connect with us. As you guys always know, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We've got the website, bluebrothersportscast.com. Our email's up there if you want to contact us, as well as uh, the voicemail number if you want to call. Leave a voicemail. We play these, uh, those on the air if you guys want to leave us a voicemail so craig i think that something man it's like give us something fans yeah we're gonna be looking for people's opinions we'll gladly share uh stuff that people uh discuss with us uh uh, my lean is to the voicemail i mean i i (laughs) i already have butchered enough names and i've been called out for it (laughs) and i've told you if there's actually one nickname that probably rings true, it's probably the butcher because I am <laughs> give, uh, trying to guess at people's names is probably the last thing I should be doing. But uh, with the voicemail, it's great because you guys get to do the talking and all I have to do is put your voicemail on the air. So season's coming up. Gladly share your opinions on the show and uh, we'll have great discussions as things roll on. Yep. And join the get in on the the Blue Network uh, everything Michigan football on Facebook. Join it's a closed group, but uh, we'll get you in there. And it's a great group. There's always somebody posting something 
Uh, and, and actually, the more posts we're getting, it's crazy because football season's getting here closer and closer, and everybody's excited. Man, we're just we're close to the thousand mark. We're getting really, really close to a thousand members. So, are you sure we're not over? I swore we were over. Maybe I don't we're not. Know. I'll have to double check that. I thought it was somewhere around nine nine hundred and seventy. So, but yeah. So try. I mean, fa- fast growing group. So, up, no. oh, yep, yeah, no, I just pulled it up. So it's 973. Oh, good. See? Be our thousandth customer. Yeah. And you can be <laughs> congratulated. We'll, cl- we'll clap for you. Yeah. So, yeah, that thing is just on fire. It's crazy. It's been like a month, maybe, and it's only been up very, not very long. And we already anticipate more and more. Even during the year, it's going to get bigger and bigger. We just can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening in, as always. And season's almost here. Megacast coming up next week uh, or in the next couple weeks. But we anticipate that will be coming up next week. Great things happening. And we will go ahead and finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.